Welcome back to Teacher, You Can Do This, where we discuss all things classroom management. I'm your host, Katie G, and I've been gone for a while, but I'm excited to be back this week for another podcast episode. Today's episode comes at the request of a listener and will focus on managing student behaviors outside of the classroom within an area that can become easily chaotic, the cafeteria. So today's question comes from Lena Hanks from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Lena asked, how do you control student behaviors in the cafeteria? I have many questions that are in need of answers for student behavior within this environment. Lena, you are a very lucky listener because I just so happened to be one of the teachers assigned to cafeteria lunch duty this past year. And let me tell you, it was indeed a challenging job to be assigned to, but it was able to be done with the right procedures and expectations in place. So yes, just as there are procedures, expectations, and reinforcers in the classroom, the same should be for any other area or room of the school. Today, I will be answering Lena's questions that she had for me in a Q&A type format um, to discuss this important aspect of school culture. Lena's first question is, what are some of the common issues that you've observed in the cafeteria on lunch duty? So cafeterias can be bustling, noisy environments where students may feel, um, be filled with a lot of highs and they may struggle with self-regulation. Some common issues include loud conversations, throwing food, taking food off another student's plate, line cutting, and inappropriate behavior. It's essential to create a positive cafeteria culture where students feel respected and understand the expectations. Lena's next question is, what are some strategies that teachers can put in place to foster a positive cafeteria culture? Firstly, it's crucial to establish clear expectations and rules. Communicate these to students regularly and prominently display them in areas that can be seen, if possible, in the cafeteria. We know that the cafeteria is not our classroom environment, so we may have to get some permissions from cafeteria workers or higher admin as to what can be posted on those walls. Additionally, positive reinforcement plays a significant role. Recognizing uh, and rewarding students who demonstrate appropriate behavior through verbal praise, eating lunch outside in the courtyard if there is one, or other incentives as applicable, depending on the age group. My lunch duty shift consisted of watching third and fifth graders, and both grade levels really enjoyed the incentive of getting to eat outside in the courtyard on a nice day. Lena's next question is, Are there any practical approaches that educators can take to maintain order in the cafeteria? And yes, absolutely. One effective approach is to assign seating areas or tables for specific grades or classes. This helps create a structured environment. Additionally, having sufficient staff members or teachers present can help to curb misbehavior and allow for immediate intervention if needed. So on my lunch duty shift, there were three teachers, 
And all three of us automatically assigned ourselves roles in order to keep negative behaviors at a minimum. Someone would monitor the flow of behaviors of the fifth graders in the lunch line as students got their food. Someone else would monitor the seating area while fifth grade students were sitting. The last teacher would assist with lining up the third graders as their teachers picked them up from the cafeteria for recess. It was a well-oiled machine with each of us understanding that our eyes needed to be in all places at all times. We would use the nonverbal cues of the infamous eye stare to address disruptive behaviors first before using any verbal cues. Lena's fourth question is, how about teaching students proper cafeteria etiquette? Teaching and enforcing cafeteria etiquette is very important. This includes table manners, cleaning up after themselves, and respecting personal space. Classroom teachers could be very beneficial to assisting with this instruction. Since as a lunch monitor, we come to the duty with the expectation that the students were taught how to behave in the cafeteria. However, this is not always the case, and it ends up with the cafeteria duty teachers having to give the students daily lessons on how to behave in the lunchroom. Yet, the students were able to get the lesson about the expectations in our um, lunch duty setting, even though it may not have been the setting that um, we may have expected them to learn those giving rules. Lena's next question. What approaches can teachers take in situations to address incidents of misbehavior? Instead of solely focusing on punishment, restorative approaches can be effective. Engage students in discussions and problem solving to help them understand the impact of their actions and finding ways to make amends. This fosters a sense of responsibility and encourages positive behavioral change. For example, on my shift, there were students who would always put their hands in their classmates' plates, sometimes without having the other students' permission. Instead of giving a consequence right away, I would begin a conversation by telling the student why it isn't okay to put his hand into another person's food, why it is important to wait for the person to share the food with you if he wanted, and the proper way in which to pass the food without contaminating it. Many students have not been taught common courtesy or boundaries, so this would be the perfect time to teach that, since we should always be teaching anyway, no matter the environment. Lena's next question is, how can educators maintain open lines of communication with students, teachers, and parents, since communication is also key in managing student behaviors? Regularly share updates and reminders about cafeteria expectations through maybe newsletters, announcements, or school-wide assemblies. Encourage feedback and suggestions from all stakeholders to improve cafeteria behavior management. Additionally, collaborating with parents and involving them in the process can be very beneficial. Lena's final question is, are there any additional resources or professional development opportunities that educators can explore to enhance their skills in managing student behaviors? Absolutely. Educators can seek professional development in areas such as positive behavior support, 
conflict resolution, and de-escalation strategies. These resources provide valuable insights and techniques to handle various situations that may arise in the cafeteria. I want to take a moment to personally thank Lena for being the inspiration behind this podcast episode today. It helped me to reflect further on practices that I've done in the past. And this situation made me think about how I can be better in this role if I'm ever placed into it again. I hope that, or what I would like to consider, that my expertise and practical strategies continue to help you and other fellow educators create a positive classroom and cafeteria culture that promotes respect, responsibility, and a sense of community. And of course, I cannot end this episode without thanking all of my wonderful listeners joining me on this episode of Teacher, You Can Do This. Because of you, I continue to share my experiences. Please let me know in the comments below what you would like to hear next. Thank you for stopping by and tuning in to the place that empowers educators one lesson at a time. Take care of yourself and be gentle. And until next time, bye.